Does this have to be Thanksgiving every year? Yes. Hey, kid, you want to see Snoopy drown to death? Welcome to the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad podcast. I'm your guest host, Rudy. Vassalcania has fled to the mountains after accidentally unleashing their ice powers during their coronation ceremony in a a thinly veiled parallel to coming out, ultimately a display of familiar and not sexual love. Today is Thanksgiving, and while Kania gives us a stirring musical performance rendered in Maya, we're getting together to talk about the Super Famicom game Snoopy Concert. Peanuts.fandom.com slash wikia describes Snoopy Concert as a Nintendo Japan-only game for the Super Famicom, comma, released in that country on May 19th, 1995, period. It is a point-and-click platform slash racing game in which players take the part of Snoopy, comma, employing Woodstock to guide the main character's movements indirectly, period. The game's sound can be chosen to be either mono or stereo. The game was developed by Pax Sonica and Nintendo R&D One, and published by Mitsui Fudo, Fudo, Fudo Company and Dentsu Incorporated. It was translated by Aeon Genesis. And before I even give my beautiful panel a chance to uh, even announce themselves, we're going to go straight into the first category, which is, so, uh, what have you been up to lately? So in this category, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself so the podcast listener knows what you are doing. But in the Thanksgiving tradition, you're going to tell us, I don't know, just what you've been up to lately, any games you've been playing, you know, media, you know, uh, just what's going on. Personally. Go ahead. Go, Bachelor. Hey, yeah, me, right, right. Not introducing introducing myself. I mean, you all know who I am. Games I've been playing, things I've been doing, getting work done. Been making art, been going here, there, everywhere. Been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy fourteen. I wouldn't say it's a good game, but it's a game I play, and that means it's worth playing because then you get to play it with me. Um, you still uh doing that uh that zine stuff? I <laughs> am. I just released a brand new zine, DDD the Natural Playboy zine number three. Pretty good. 
got a few good jokes about toilets. Um, maybe some iffy stuff on tax evasion because I'm not one to pay taxes. Um, just kidding, just kidding, everyone. I, I'm I'm not like that. And uh, it's good. You can check it out. I'll plug it at the end. We'll get to that later. Let other people talk. What's everyone else been doing? How about you, Automatic Tigress? Oh, um, I've been, uh, most of what I've been doing the last few weeks has been playing Death Stranding, the hot new game where Kojima respects infrastructure and doesn't really respect women very much. Um, it's an extremely good game about walking from point A to point B and occasionally riding a motorcycle. And watching Norman Reedus take showers with a beautifully rendered Norman Reedus ass. I love this game, even though I feel kind of bad for loving it. Much like how I have been also watching uh, that show, The Mandalorian, which is basically a show for if you like Star Wars, you watch it and you say, that sure is Star Wars, and I sure did like it. Um, My life has been pretty boring, so I've only really experienced media lately uh dear nintendo my life's a goddamn closed uh hey yeah i'm closed i've been playing bad games that probably shouldn't exist and soon won't so uh yeah i love playing basically dead multiplayer games so i've been trying to play dead rising 4 and uh the one that is soon to die is battleborn which i do not recommend i'm one second before and i have been playing death stranding and reading uh social ecology theory uh mainly murray bookchin's um the um Oh no, how am I suddenly forgetting the name of the book I'm reading? Oh yeah, The Ecology of Freedom. And doing these two things together, Death Stranding and The Ecology of Freedom, has led me to strange thoughts about how I would really like to see a Death Stranding-like style game where you are going around creating infrastructure that is technology uh, in the social ecology framework of uh, technology that is based off of the local ecology and interacts with it um, in detailed ways, uh, in super sustainable ways. Like I'm, I'm talking like weird arcology type stuff. Woo, that yeah. Would be anyways, you know, I think the big game is starting. Let's like all move to the living room, and that will be our second category: the big game. And I apologize one second before that was fine. I just, just that's okay. Rudy, you can't stop me. Yes, no, I can't, Shrug. No, no one can stop the Shrug. <laughs> no um, one can stop the Shrug is one of my favorite PlayStation puzzle games. Yeah, I, mine too. You know, I've just been sick, and I don't really have a voice, but I'm here anyway. Did I even play the game? I don't, I don't know. I'm between, like, disability statuses with work. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, um just a confusing place to be. I've been trying to read uh, Sir Thomas Brown's Religio Medici and Urn Burial, kind of alternating back and forth between the two of them because 
they were both included in this this paperback that I got a long time ago. I'm just like, I should finally read Sir Thomas Brown. Is it even, I should have read this 20 years ago. Uh, I saw my niece today and she's cute. Good kid. If we're, if we're talking books, I've been reading uh, Reality is Broken, which is this futurist thing about how uh, social games are going to save the world. And it is so much fun to like see the, the good intentions that the past, you know, that the path to the present was paved in. <laughs> what if we just hack people's like serotonin delivery system so we can trick them into doing beneficial shit to themselves just benignly that can only end well no one will take advantage of this yeah specifically the name of the book is reality is broken why games make us better and how they can change the world yeah that sounds like optimistic liberal garbage I mean, me personally, I've taken one second before's advice from last year and I've been doing eight-minute abs and half of this cast has felt the results. Oh, I yeah. love to do eight-minute the whole where you're just on the toilet for like eight times, eight rep, at least eight reps a day for eight minutes. I don't know if anyone else has tried this. I'm sorry to hear that shrug, but hey, the, the big game is starting. Let's, get, let's, let's just get on to the big game. You see the, the big game? And the big game is Snoopy Concert. So we all, I know Kenya usually tells you to play it for like an hour, but I, who knows? Personally, I think this is a game to be watched like the big game instead of played because Playing it seems like a disaster. So, why don't you all just open the floor and I'll tell me tell me about this Snoopy concert. I can safely say this is the first time I can remember a jumping puzzle dr that used a mouse interface. Yeah, it's a little rough. This whole thing is uh, in the style of like a PC adventure game mostly, and it used the Super Nintendo mouse, but unfortunately, it threw in. In the middle of its adventure games, uh, controls a lot of platforming, precision platforming even. Kind of uh, if you picture Pac-Man 2, the new adventure, you've got your Snoopy avatar and you are controlling uh, his uh, little weird bird friend. Woodstock. And, uh, Woodstock, thank you. And using Woodstock to compel Snoopy to move around, jump, crouch, all that stuff. The, the weird thing to me is that the way Snoopy moves feels like really good like if it were a platformer with normal controls i would enjoy it but the the mouse controls are just bad like unpleasantly bad the frustrating thing about the mouse controls for me is i i started playing the schroeder level and the schroeder level just takes you on a journey literally and metaphorically because there's several levels of all these different care all the different peanuts characters and and the schroeder it's level, uh sonic adventure uh structure yeah and you can well, I, I, I would compare it to Nightmare Circus. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can see that. I mean, it, it is sort of similar in that 
each scenario has its own sort of uh, rules that don't necessarily make sense. I, I played through the Charlie Brown scenario, and what I loved about that was the Snoopy's jump. There's only one place in like the entire scenario where it's used, and it's like the the stairs up to the school. There's like a single step, and if you don't know <laughs> that you can jump, then you have no idea what to do there. But other than that, it's not used anywhere. God, that sounds so nice. I just want to know how the little bird man knows where his thing is. Because Snoopy clearly indicates that Woodstock... I don't know what Woodstock A means. You mean the, the bird person? The bird person, where was I? I'm very ill. Clearly indicates that the bird says that he wants to show Snoopy where his thing is. How does the bird know? Is the bird some kind of spy? I think it's probably more of a psychic. Like, it seems to communicate by chirps, but Snoopy always understands. And Snoopy himself communicates with thought bubbles. So, yeah, this is definitely um, an animal psychic kind of thing. Oh, I have, a, I have a Snoopy question. I don't know whether it's unique to this game or... But does... Is there, like, a Peanuts lore that Snoopy doesn't know what music is? Or how music works? Definitely not, because Snoopy dances to Schroeder's piano all the time. But does that mean Snoopy knows what music is? Maybe Snoopy knows how music feels, but he doesn't know what it is. I think they're distinct things. That would be in keeping with dogs in real life, too. When Schrodinger says, my music is gone. Music. Snoopy as a dog is not capable enough of abstract thought to say. I gotta go find the music. Yeah, there's also a part in the the Charlie Brown scenario where he gets a cassette tape and he's like, How it like I don't understand why is this plastic music? It feels like a joke that doesn't really work, much like this podcast. <laughs> I think Snoopy's an intellectual. Has Snoopy but, ever discussed uh, Bible theology with Linus? Does, does Snoopy know what the Bible is? I have about 3,000 pages of um, Peanuts comics underneath my mic right now, and I could go look through them and see about this, but we're doing this live, so I'm just asking the listeners and, and the participants Fire off in the comments. No, just but... the listeners. We should not answer. I feel uncomfortable <laughs> answering it. You know, don't talk religion at Thanksgiving. But, I mean, you can do that in the privacy of your own home. Okay? Can we you talk about politics, souls. We can I talk about politics, remember right? Charlie I... Brown pulling out a Bible. Charlie Brown knows about the Bible. Does Charlie Brown teach the Bible to his dog, Snoopy? Linus teaches the Bible to everybody, and I believe Snoopy was present. 
anyway, I want to talk about how oh the level with Schroeder starts out with just walking through gardens and shit, and then Snoopy has to learn how to box good by boxing flowers. And then after he boxes enough flowers, he has to do a long jump. And getting a long jump lets him buy a bow for a flower. And that flower does a musical number. And then all of a sudden, Snoopy has to join with a whole bunch of little yellow birds who look like Woodstock, but aren't Woodstock, who all appear to be members of the French Foreign Legion because Snoopy's got to go through a fucking war zone. It's very stream of consciousness, isn't it? Was this a a Roberta Williams (laughs) co-production? Actually, it feels like a good point to mention it, that it's, it's I mean, it's R&D1. It's, it's the Metroid folk that Dunn made this game. Metroid and F-Zero, uh, which is an extremely strange pedigree. Um, it also feels the time to mention that the music is done by uh, Hip Tanaka and, uh, what's the other name? Hold on. Uh-oh. That dog from Animal Crossing. Oh. Wait, no, that's a different guy. That's a different composer. I believe this is a lady. Yeah, Minako Hamano. Sorry, I didn't have that in my notes. Uh, she did the Metroid mm-hmm. Fusion soundtrack, among others. So the the music is uh, real great. It's amazing. Of, yeah, it's uh, one second before before they knew about it was like, oh, this sounds like Earthbound, and then just how right they were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does actually. When you ride the bus in the Charlie Brown scenario. There's a uh, really catchy little bus tune that unfortunately you only get to hear like three seconds of, but it's it sounds a lot like the bus song in Earthbound. It's not the same, but it's the same style. It's great. In aping Charles Schultz's art, it does have end up with kind of an earthbound look. Just the thin pencils and big flat washes of color. Yeah, that was yeah, also in the sound saying. design. The uh, the the sound that it makes as you select a character. That's sort of like a I remember like a white noise type thing. Also, really reminded me of Earthbound. It's also like, I mean, Earthbound does have that whole very obvious Peanuts influence, but it's also the squiggly line, the flat colors and all that. It also, this predates Yoshi's Island. I'm sorry, wait, Yoshi's <laughs> Island? That, that's that's the name, right? <laughs> and uh, they've got a similar vibe. They've got like, you Yoshi. know. Yoshi. 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 Yeah, there's a real, like, colored-in-with-crayon kind of look to the backgrounds, especially, um, that's very Yoshi's Island. It's It looks great. Aesthetically, it's a top-tier, you know, Super Famicom game. Yeah, like, the it, font is so good. I mean, I, 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 you know, the Japanese font's good, too, but the Aeon Genesis uh, translation has an amazingly perfect font. I don't know if they, like made it themselves i really want to go look it up beforehand to find out if there's like some sort of readme that actually explains where they got this font from if they actually went and ripped it from the comics or they found some sort of like you know someone else's you know charles schultz handwriting font but it's really good did schultz so i guess most comics always do all capital letters you're the comics expert yep 
Yeah. I mean, now I'm now I have to go double check to make sure it's actually Schultz's handwriting, but I'm pretty sure it's Schultz's handwriting. It is interesting to note that this game does like kind of sit at a midpoint aesthetically between Yoshi's Island and Earthbound. Like it is almost the exact midpoint. Although this is a really a thing that I really like in the big uh portraits, it does still use like Charles Schultz's um very sketchy uh sketchy drawing style especially on Snoopy's ear. Yeah, it it has it has the the you know the very shaky line which is really, you know, like personally as an artist, it's one of my great aesthetic influences, you know? Like I really love that line as a kid. I wasn't big on peanuts, but I there are two things I took from peanuts. I got into peanuts when I was older. The little line under everyone's fucking neck. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Everyone's lovely neck. You know, that shadow. And also that shaky line, which I thought was a stylistic choice, but it turns out Schultz just had a hand tremor. And like, because from, from a heart issue. And as he got older, it got worse and worse. And, uh, you know, like one time I went, to, you know, I went to Tokyo and they had a, a Snoopy museum there. And uh, in the Snoopy Museum, they had tons of uh, original art. And it was really moving to walk through it and just see all this art through, like, you know, 50 years or more. He, he had some of his early stuff, too, this pre-peanut stuff. And, uh, you know, so you go through this place and you see, you see early on he has this very slick line. It's very commercial cartooning line as he gets older and older gets shakier and shakier and then by the end of his life you know you see all these pencils of like the very late strips and they look like they were drawn on a roller coaster they are so incredibly shaky they are so just they barely look like they look like outsider art if that's still i don't know if that turns passe or not at this point but that's it was borderline that. And next to some of them they had like the finished inks and they still have the shaky line but it just amazed me that he managed to actually get to that point where he could make something smooth and readable. And so it had that warmth. It had that wobble to it. And this game captures that because this is what 95. There's only like four years, five years left in the strip by that point. And it's really good. It's a really good looking game. And it, it's kind of amazing hearing you say all of that, that he didn't take advantage of his success and just, you know, farm the whole strip out to assistants like certain other cartoon artists we can name but I won't I don't want any beef orange cat drawers other orange cat drawers third we're, orange we're not here cat for drawers, orange cat drawers okay fourth orange cat drawers hey Garfield hey Garfield Garfield you suck Garfield I can only think of three orange cat comic strips. Actually, I'm sorry, I didn't. I shouldn't have gotten to the fourth orange. What's Michael's cat. great? That one is great. It, yeah, and it is important to remember that Schultz did everything himself, at least on the Peanuts comic strip. And he he wrote, I believe he is he the sole writer on the like things like um, you know, it's a great pumpkin and it's a Charlie Brown Christmas. I mean, he was involved with most of the works people associate with Peanuts. Maybe he was even involved with writing those MetLife commercials. I don't know. But uh, he, he, there was every single, I think, Penis comic strip is just 100% Schultz. Like he wrote and he penciled and he inked it and he lettered it. 
and this game looks like he did it too. Even the the gags are really good. Like, I mean, they're close. They don't feel like they're off brand. I actually wanted yeah, to lead into that because uh, because uh, Bachelor brought up uh, Japan, and guess what? Guess where I live? Um, Wait, you live that, in wh- where? Uh, <laughs> Korea. Do you live in Japan, Rudy? Yeah. Have you ever heard? Haven't heard about that before? Um, <laughs> uh, so for Japan, at least, like the image I've always seen, and like the the pop culture idea is is Snoopy as a character or as like a symbol. It doesn't really have anything to do with. Uh, peanuts or the comic strip it's 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 like hello kitty it exists as a merchandise idea as as like a pure cute concept um and i wanted to ask the people i guess particularly like bachelor that is more familiar with the peanuts work how much this piece of a video game art done by nintendo but not published by nintendo get to that in a second um is in the spirit of of peanuts, I mean, outside of the game itself, like, or how much is the aesthetic and the the humor, I guess, translated from uh, a Japanese script back into English? Interestingly, huh? Anyways, that there's there's my question. Yeah, like I I didn't play. I played this game for about an hour, and I struggled. I was having problems with my um my very legit Super Nintendo. I mean, my Super Famicom. I'm sorry, you know, I'm American, I get things confused. And uh, my Super Famicom mouse, and, you know, couldn't get too far on it. But I spent a good amount of time on um, the uh, the Linus route, where Linus is trying to pitch woo to this gal named Lydia by giving her flowers, except he has Snoopy dressed up as Joe Cool delivering flowers. And uh, it does a pretty good job of just, like, capturing the tone of the strip, which is kind of like... It's not quite as mean-spirited as the stuff like prior to the 70s, but it's like, you know, Linus is kind of a loser. Lydia's not that into him. She keeps reminding him of that. It's pretty on it's pretty on point from what I've seen. Oh, I have a question for an expert. The Linus playthrough starts with his blanket talking to you being like, "Where'd that boy go?" Does that ever happen in the strip? I have not read all 50 years of Peanuts. Um, but I do believe there are points when maybe the blanket talks. Guess what? I have this friend. I'm going to go talk to him right now. His name is G. Oogle. I'll be right back. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, while Bachelor does that, uh, I would say that by centering the action in the game around Snoopy in particular um it allows for who is always in the comic strip kind of the the avenue towards weirder and more surreal stuff because the kids exist in a fairly realistic uh emotional world that's grounded snoopy is like he's the world war one flying ace he's you know Joe Cool, he's all these different characters. So by centering the gameplay around Snoopy, it allows them to go into these weird dream logic avenues and just sort of touch back on the uh, emotional reality of the kids as framing devices, which is pretty clever. Uh, 
The thing about the Schroeder Avenue, the Schroeder, um, the the Schroeder scenario, is that Snoopy is going through these incredibly fantastical these incredibly fantastical adventures, like Snoopy boxing a sunflower, Snoopy going through gun a hail of gunfire in a jungle. It's all very strange. Eventually, Snoopy ends up on the news. Not news. The moon. Snoopy ends up on the moon. And Lucy's on the moon. And Snoopy has to find uh, Schroeder's music, which Lucy has on the moon. And um, Lucy, as far as I can tell, uh, I kind of ran out of of time. So I kind of maybe watched a video of this for the last last little bit anyway but but the point is you go through this fantastic world and even see glimpses of lucy in this fantastic world but at the end of it uh you you're not on the moon you're at lucy's house it's all just a fantasy the beagle is having as he's going on this long journey and not like really you know the actual objective reality of the situation so uh i think like, I I don't know if it's I don't read a lot of peanuts. I don't know if it's necessarily true to the strip, but I don't like the Snoopy focus really. I mean, maybe I'm just a jerk, but the stuff I like about peanuts is sort of like the kids and the sort of uh, interaction and humanity there. And I think maybe the later peanut strips sort of get away with that and get more to to what Rudy was talking about with sort of Snoopy as a sort of more marketable icon. Um, but the fact that it was, it's mostly just Snoopy goes on adventures. Look at the, the wacky dog was kind of a, kind of a bummer for me. Like I picked Charlie Brown and I was hoping to see Charlie Brown, but most of it, he just spends either at home or stuck in a tree. Woo. Looks like clothes has taken us into our next category, which is racist uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Well then. Way to go, closed. Yes, and racist uncle. I want I want you all to talk about all the all the bad parts of this game, particularly the fact that I did not like playing it, and it didn't feel good. And uh, Pac Man Two is a bad game, so this is a bad game. Um, and uh, watching a playthrough of it is a better time than playing it because then you just like sit back and like, oh yeah, this is cool to look at. Yeah, playing it is garbage. Continue! Uh, Yeah, so we have mostly thus far talked about the Schroeder uh, scenario, which is like a kind of standard adventure game. It's Pac-Man 2, basically. But there are other scenarios that are totally action-oriented. The Linus one, which came up earlier, involves you racing to pick up a flower, carry it across the stage, do platforming, get to the end of it before another character who's also got a flower. That is awful, but even worse is the um, rerun segment where (laughs) uh, Snoopy's actually not even involved in this one. It's the only one Snoopy doesn't show up. Um, Rerun is Nor that stupid bird. He does show up, actually. It's just a a hand. Oh, he does? Oh, I missed him. Yeah, so he he only shows up if you slow down the the stroller slash cart that that, uh, reruns in until it stops, and then he shows up to, I guess steal away a life or i don't know what he does with him, but he like <laughs> he hovers down he helicopters and like drags in him away. on yeah yeah he helicopters in with his ears and then 
uh, yeah, Carrie's rerun away and it's like, okay, I lost. What? Yeah, it's weird that that's the lose condition. <laughs> like, your baby brother got stolen by a dog. Um, but yeah, reruns in like a little stroller and uh, you've got to use your mouse, which is just a hand now, to uh, destroy any obstacles in his way. You have to pop balloons because otherwise he'll pick up the balloon and fly off into the sky. You have to close open uh, doors that are going to hit him if you don't knock beach balls away eventually goes into a supermarket and there's another kid in a shopping cart and now reruns in a shopping cart and that kid is just pelting vegetables at rerun you have to swat them away in time uh you end up in all these different locales but it's so fast you can use the mouse to like push on the front of rerun's cart to slow him down or push on the back of it to speed him up but like the precision of the mouse just isn't there for super nintendo mouse it is uh Extremely challenging to actually click on the things you need to click on in time. Uh, I just want to say that I did not play this part, and therefore I have nothing uh, that's really useful to say. So I'm going to talk very slow, eating up lots of time. But this just sounds like managing an actual child to me, because... You have to pop all the balloons if you have a child around. I only have uh, in a space with balloons. You're going to grab those balloons and they're going to fly away. And then uh, you're probably going to get arrested. And your sister's going to be really mad at you for letting them fly away because you didn't pop the balloons. Uh, that is my commentary on this. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you. Yeah, I know you, about the balloons. It's away. I I read the Wasp Factory. I know. Do you do you pop balloons around your nieces, nephews, to keep them safe? Here's another thing that's bad about this game. You gotta take your password is a telephone, and I don't even know where you put it in. Oh, I know. Okay, this is really good because it doesn't explain it to you at all, and it, like almost every piece of dialogue that Snoopy has in various scenarios just end with a phone number. Like, uh, for example, um, he says, "The quest for baseball gear. How exciting! Call zero eight seven eight zero seven zero." And you have no idea why he's just giving you these phone numbers, and it just keeps on happening. But it turns out those are the passwords, and at the very beginning of every scenario, in the little screen where you can choose to start or quit, there's also a phone there, and you can click on the phone and enter the phone number. It'll take you to a new level. Bachelor told, once told me that he didn't know where to put it in, but it was after I had already dialed him. I didn't really understand what was going on. I'm sorry, please continue. I, I went down to uh, the library and I went into the book section for parents and I, I still don't really know what that means. It's all very complicated. The diagrams don't make any sense to me. Also, I looked up uh, Linus Blanket and uh, I found no, 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 you know, I looked it up in, in, in my conversations with my, my friend, Mr. Oogle, and uh, I did not find any record of us discussing Linus's blanket talking or standing on its own, but I swear I've seen that at least once. I've seen that blanket standing straight up without Linus next to it. So, um, 
Yeah, the, the rerun section's not good. The rerun section, I was going through, as soon as it started, I said, yeah, now this is the freaking mouse-driven TNC surf design I've been dying for. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's not good. I couldn't figure out what to do. I don't think it's exactly racist. I think, wait, are, are we supposed to, because I want to remind everyone, hopefully this comes out, you know, Last time I was on the podcast, I came out against racism, and I'm doing it once again. <laughs> it's bad, and we need to all remember this. For his time, maybe Schultz was pretty okay. There's no Franklin in this. Is Franklin in this game? Not that I saw. Oh, I, I think so. isn't he in the Charlie Brown quest? I don't remember seeing him anywhere. There's definitely Pigpen. Okay, so wait. There's Pigpen. There's Franklin. Where's Lucy? Where is maybe the most racist uncle in the Peanuts universe? <laughs> Lucy's already in the theater. I didn't from- see her. She should have her whole thing. She's the best character. I mean, not I'm anti-racism, but sometimes, you know, you separate, you know. Lucy, Lucy's not racist. She has strong opinions, and she's angry and abusive and really a jerk. Um, okay, wait, someone just dropped a Lucy photo in chat. So Lucy is on the moon. Lucy People have been saying moon. that. I refuse to believe that was true, but apparently it is. And she's wearing some sort of um, domino mask on the moon and typing in 69 on a computer. No. 769. The song was originally called Lucy on the Moon, but then Charles Schultz made him change it. Yeah, because they had it on that 69. He's like, I don't like that, you rock and rollers. Well, don't worry. There's finally a game for girls because if you select Peppermint Patty, uh, you can't do anything. It just says uh, they're at the theater. Um, but I guess uh, it's nice to know in Japanese uh, instead of Sir uh, Peppermint Patty calls Lucy uh, Sensei. But that was neat. Oh, that's good. That's good. I yeah, I do like. I feel like. Do you think they ran out of time, or and those were cut? Or it's really odd that there's like a character select screen with six characters. And only four of them are actually like choosable. Wait, there there is absolutely no peppermint patty like gameplay. I thought you had to. No, no, no. What it what what it is is it's supposed to mark that you have completed it other character sections because what you're supposedly doing in the game, in the game, is getting everyone together for a Snoopy concert, not Snoopy's concert, Snoopy concert. Um, so if you go so, to that screen, you can see the level. You can see the characters whose level you've completed waiting patiently for the concert to begin. Yeah, but there's no actual, like, play playable thing there. And Snoopy also so likes, like... You get a cutscene of them at the theater, like, uh, Marcy and Peppermint Patty got to the theater first, and they're like, oh no, we got here early, What? we just have to wait. So it turns out this game is sexist, because you cannot play as a single female character, huh? I mean, you're mostly playing as what snoopy and an infant but still not even playing that you're playing as a stupid bird and a disembodied Mm. hand i'm I'm not googling woodstock gender now that i've thought about it tigris mentioned the the foreign legion birds that you're briefly accompanied by and can you really invoke the french foreign legion without also inviting the specter of French colonialism in North Africa in the doorway? I don't think so. 
Is that so the war that's say hello to your racist uncle. I'm confident that Snoopy was on the French side in the war in Algeria. So we haven't talked much about the Charlie Brown segment. Um, it's not quite as good as the Schroeder one, but it's pretty good. Um, it's a straw millionaire quest where you are Detective Snoopy and you are trading items between every different Peanuts character to eventually be able to recover Charlie Brown's lost baseball glove and hat and stuff. But uh, it has a extremely detailed recreation of the town that the Peanuts kids live in, which I don't know if it's ever really a town that has a sense of place in Peanuts, but in the game... It gets to, uh, I, I, I would say it's a precursor to Shenmue. <laughs> but it's terrible. Are, are we okay with spoilers? Can I, go, can I go like over what the, the actual quest is? Because I wrote down all the steps. Yeah. Okay, so. Yes, because Closed is so good at this cast, better than all of us. Okay, Closed, why don't you tell us why you're so good? That's a joke. You, you did a great job. Thank you. Please continue. So Charlie Brown needs his like uh, baseball hat and baseball glove back, and I guess he's missing his ball as well. So Snoopy puts on his uh, Joe Camel outfit and like heads out. He picks up a lunchbox from a bus stop. He trades the lunchbox at a school for a movie ticket. He trades the movie ticket for popcorn at the theater. He trades the popcorn for a wig at the school again. He trades the wig for a hat at the camp. That there's like a bunch of birds using the the hat as a nest, so they. They use the wig instead, and then they disappear. So he, he brings the hat back um, and drops it off at Charlie Brown's house. Then a report just floats out of the sky that he picks up. He trades the report for a cassette at school. He trades the cassette for a doll at the camp. Uh, he trades the doll for a like gross version of the doll outside of the school. He throws the doll in the trash. The doll pops out of the trash can and... Uh, throws him a kite, which he gives to Charlie Brown, and Charlie Brown's like, huh, well, I guess uh, I don't have my baseball stuff. I'll just use this kite. Uh, which he, when you find him again, he's caught in a tree that his mitt was in, so you pick up his mitt, uh, and he's like, thanks, dog, but I'm stuck in this tree now. So now your quest is, instead of getting all the stuff, it's to free him from this tree. So Snoopy goes to the flower shop where he steals a cactus. Uh, he trades the cactus for a fishing pole at the uh, fishing shop that his, what is it, like, cousin, brother, Spike? What is Spike's relationship to Snoopy? Cousin, I think? Desert I don't know, cousin? they're just dogs. They're just dogs, you know? They're cousins. Desert wait, brother. Wait, he may be his brother. There's a whole thing with he Snoopy's brothers, his, but go on, yeah. He is his brother, at least according to the Snoopy Come Home uh, special I watched. Oh, yeah, yeah they're both from a barn. Uh, he apparently, I guess, lives in the desert. He gives you the fishing pole because he doesn't, think he'll be able to find any fish in the desert anyway so i have no idea who spike is but uh so you take your fishing pole you fish at the leftmost dock there's three docks you have to fish at the leftmost one where you'll find a diving watch you trade the diving watch for a volleyball trade the volleyball for a comb you uh take the comb to the barber shop where you basically just set it down and steal a pair of scissors you cut uh charlie brown the jerk out of the tree and then uh he's like great Where's my ball? Uh, Pigpen has the ball. You go to Pigpen and he just gives you the ball. You give it to Charlie. Then he goes to the concert. Amazing. Amazing. It's so, like a Sierra Online collaboration. As I said before, maybe. Perhaps. So I looked up 
the world the peanuts.fandom.com slash wiki slash world underscore famous underscore French underscore four and underscore legionnaire. It is a stub, but it does identify the world famous French foreign legionnaire as one of Snoopy's alter egos and says that in an early appearance in uh, March 21st, 1966, Snoopy steals one of Charlie Brown's handkerchiefs and looks for Fort Zindernoof, which, which is a reference to the novel uh, Beau Gest, famous novel about uh, the Legion. Uh, and in the novel, Fort Zindernoof, though fictional, is in Algeria, which confirms that Snoopy was uh, fantasizing about being a French colonial troop in Algeria. So, uh, this has been your racist uncle uh, deep dive re the world famous French foreign legionnaire. Thank you, Shrug. I was actually wondering about that. Uh, I mean, it, I don't know if it's common anymore, but it was definitely common in pop culture when I was growing up uh, that uh, joining the French foreign, foreign legion was a thing. And I guess it's mostly just to, uh, I don't know, to go to Africa to kill people. Is that the uh, idea? It's supposed to be uh, one of the elite of the elite sort of things. I actually had an uncle that joined the legion. He is an uncle I have never met because he is from my mother's mother's biological father's like third marriage, and he like refuses to acknowledge that he had a first marriage and a child earlier. So he doesn't really want to. He's never spoken to my mother. I just heard stories about how like he was this. Uh, soft college boy who went, I'm going to join the Legion and become tough. And then he joined the Legion and it wasn't nearly as severe as he thought it was. So they let him just leave. But for a long time, it was like people from all over the French empire could join or from anywhere, but usually from all over the French empire could join and you'd like do your seven years. And at the end you would get French citizenship. Um, so it was like a magnet for criminals mostly because they didn't ask questions. I don't know much of anything about their like current or recent uh, deployments or whatever. I just know that they were extremely uh, essential for uh, colonial dealings in North Africa. And uh, most of their most storied shit and rep comes from that. I seem to recall there being a big running gag from maybe various pieces of media, but I can't point to any single one right now where when you like uh, have to flee your life or have nothing better to do, you go join the French Foreign Legion. And I guess that's why uh, that explanation you just gave. Yeah, there's a fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme movie about it. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing it's like a very Looney Tunes thing, isn't it? I f- this must have happened in more than one Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, yeah, I think it is a Looney Tunes thing. But like, the, it's a, you know. Yeah, but all Looney Tunes things are just references to other stuff that uh, we never got as kid because it happened forty years ago. 
but it helped us relate to earlier generations. What are the kids today doing if they can't like get a Humphrey Bogart joke? How are they going to relate to their great 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 grandparents who are certainly still alive? Steven Universe has a GameCube. That's what? That just like came out. <laughs> I have some horrible news about how much time has passed since the GameCube was released. It's been like two years. Before we move beyond <laughs> it entirely, uh, Shrug, can you give me the uh, book name one more time? Can you give us the book and author one more time? Uh, Bo Jest. Jest? Look, I'm bad at pronouncing French anyway, and I have no voice. Um, PC Ren. Thank you. And I think with that, we will finally go to the final category of the night, which is Turkey's done. All right, saddle up. We're gonna we're gonna carve this bird. We're gonna break this wishbone to symbolize the friendship. And we're gonna ask everyone to sit at the table and be nice. what this category is but i had a thought i wanted to share um of course go ahead grace first oh yeah grace okay uh this game okay this is a desire that i cannot justify and is unethical but this game made me really want a uh, nintendo made calvin hobbs game that's the weirdest grace i've ever said you want to try that one more time one, one second before you want to try saying grace for the table uh, sure. Uh, Bill Watterson was the best. Uh, but you know what? Okay, I'm gonna get real here. Bill Watterson was better than Charles Schultz. <clears throat> I right. thought we were supposed to only say nice things right now because this is when the <laughs> fight starts. This is when I throw that goddamn turkey out the window. No, uh, uh, no. That's Thanksgiving, baby. <laughs> Bachelor. Uh, yes, yes. Do you do you want to try saying grace for for the table? Oh, Lord, I'd like to thank you for the bounty we're about to receive. I'd like to thank you this for is not, Nintendo. No religion, no religion. I'm talking to Shigi Miyamoto, our Lord. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Or, Shigi, I mean, this, we the executive producer right of this game was uh, Yamauchi, so you could do that. Uh, he's dead. Um, he ain't going <laughs> to hook me up with a job at Nintendo, which is coming any day now. Me and uh, whoever, Yappy or whoever made under under... Down well, we're going to be working together. Um, but thank you, thank you, Shiggy, for all the, the the bounty we received, which is this wonderful game that would have been a lot better if it was actually a point and click adventure. Maybe would have been better if it didn't use a mouse and was an actual platformer. But Peanuts is good, Nintendo is good. My friends in the exploration. What's wait? What's what's this podcast called again? I have not been on it in like two years. <laughs> Super Nintendo Guest Squad, no Kenny at times. There we go. Yeah, Super Nintendo. We're we're, we're on the, the the squad. My friends in the squad. We're taking it on. We we did it. We came together, and we're all, all here together. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Nintendo. Amen. Ahem. Amen. Amen. Common, common, common writer. What about a lady? <laughs> okay. Okay. This Thanksgiving, a lady. All right. I don't know where that joke's going.
I think we kind of know how everyone feels about this game, but in in our stand in our standard nonsense, why am I picking up a pen so I can click it on microphone? What is wrong with me? <laughs> oh, I, I've been doing that with, with a pencil this entire time. <laughs> I've been messing around with a paperclip. During the during that sentence, I looked over and, and reached over to pick up a pen to click it. What is wrong with me? I'm the host here. Topa, you're host now. Are you channeling, are you channeling the spirit of uh, Dennis Miller? Oh, oh, no. Topa left as soon as he said that. <laughs> At some point, Cuba said, here's a clicking noise. It's always happening when we're recording and I have to fucking edit it out all the time. Like, oh yeah, I'm always capping and uncapping this pen. And I don't think I've ever stopped. Every once in a while I become aware of it. And probably why there's such large gaps between episodes now. Tulpa's doing something very innovative right now, which is having a silent cameo on a podcast. Now that's Praxis? Yeah, that's Anyways, Praxis. Anyways, I'm going to try this one more time. I guess we're going. I'm going to skip what I was going to say before, and I'm going to go back to a question I had in my brain that would make sense to say it before we actually said how we felt about this game. Should this game have been a platformer instead of point and click, closed go? Yes, or or no. It should have decided what it wanted to be. It's sort of in an awkward space between the two of them right now, um, where it it honestly feels like Snoopy has like a a sort of physicality to him, where he sort of has the Mario. Uh, acceleration and deceleration on it. He has a uh, pretty pleasant jump, and a, you know, you even jump higher if you're dashing first. But because you're controlling this via a mouse, half the time you're trying to essentially click on something, and instead he like jumps. Or uh, if you want to get him to like run across the screen, you have to continually be clicking so that he continues running, because otherwise he'll just scoot to a stop wherever you let go of the mouse. And he also has to have line of sight to Woodstock. Oh yeah, that's that sucks. Yeah, Woodstock can fly like all the way across the map, and if you start clicking, Snoopy just can't see or hear you. Um, but yeah, everything Snoopy just... can do in this game, uh, you could do with platformer controls. There's like nothing that requires a mouse. The only thing is reruns bit, but you could just redo that so that you control rerun. You can like jump or like throw something. Oh, there's also a weird thing with the controls for, for ducking. It's really odd that for everything else, you have to like click on something with uh, the, the bird. But for like ducking, you have to be holding down, and then Snoopy will duck. He doesn't have to have like line of sight, really. He just ducks if you're holding down. And then you drop everything, and it sucks. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't even have too. the excuse of, uh, of like cocaine, because this is 1995, and it was developed internally by Nintendo, but published by a real estate company and an advertising agency jointly. I think the advertising agency owns the rights to Snoopy in Japan, or owns the rights to Peanuts in Japan, and uh, uh, Mitsui Fudo-san is, uh, is a really large real estate agency that was like, yeah, we'll publish this game about Snoopy, and also make it a point-and-click adventure? Make it use the Nintendo mouse in 1995? Yeah, that'll be a real big hit, since whatever Mario Paint was 1993. What's up, gamers? I'm here to podcast about the... Oh, Tolpa, you made it. So there's like there's still some leftovers in, in the kitchen. You know, help yourself and uh, why don't you make a big plate of food and then you can 
come and uh we already said grace you missed that uh well as as the atheist gamer i have to say that i i will not say grace because that enables the totalitarian fascistic rule of the christian god over my dinner table you do this every year topa you'd show up late and just start (laughs) you won't stop it was shigeru miyamoto that you don't want uh controlling the the dinner table that was the lord that we were invoking i believe Yes, and I don't believe in Shigeru Miyamoto. I do not believe there's any such being. You are going to cost me a job at Nintendo. Stop it right now. Get out of this house, Tulpa. Why won't you just join Power Gloved Hand to Power Gloved Hand with us around the table and join us in raising our voices in praise? my dear sweet Shigisama may he give us all jobs we're doing a toast but with Game Boys instead of drinks see we have sculpted the mashed potatoes into a likeness of a classical nude of Mario just taking uh, Instagram food photos with the Game Boy camera with a tasteful Gravy thought. Oh, the, 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 the green beans are vegetarian. We baked them in bacon fat. Is that okay? Uh, can I have the bacon fat without the beans? I, I'm a carnivore-only diet. By the way, I have wounds opening up all over my body. Do you know what that possibly be caused by? I think it's... That's a mild. vitamin C deficiency, actually. Join vitamin us. Vitamin deficiency will actually cause old wounds to reopen. There's something about... Uh, like a protein that needs that, if I recall correctly. Join uh, I, us in lapping the gravy under ruse from the mashed potato Mario we made in honor of Shigeru Miyamoto, my lovely father. All right, t- all right, Topo, so go ahead and start talking about Peterson. Father. You're just going to do it every year. Just come on, talk I about can't Peterson. Believe- I mean, I'm not surprised, but it does make sense that Telpa would become our Jordan Pearson, right? I can't believe I've done this to myself just because I pretended to be the atheist gamer for five minutes. I'm sorry. Come on, you can slip into a Kermit the Frog voice. Come on, do it. I, I just can't play it do up. any voices. How right about now. how about? Uh, what if I miss Piggy? Hello, Telpa. How are you doing? <laughs> okay, well, um, that, that's been this Super Nintendo Explosion Squad podcast. Um, These well, boys come to me with tears in their eyes and they say, nobody will touch my dick even when I put mashed potatoes on it. And I'm like... That's really been the... the super- that's not really the way to do that, but it might be. It, it could be. It could be. It, it could be that. Anyways, that's been the uh, Super Nintendo really. Expedition Squad podcast. Uh, we thank everyone for showing up. Uh, the game was Snoopy's Concert, or Snoopy Concert. Um, if anyone has any uh, final thoughts about the game, that'd be the time to give them now. Um, the problem and- is that women can sleep with her they want. All right, Gollum. Gollum. Shrug, shrug, your voice yes, is already shot. You don't need to make it worse. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yoshi. We've just 
descended into Ooh, yeah, I think the and... turkey is, is really getting to me. Yeah. Yeah, Tigress, you had something to say? Yeah. Um uh it's, yeah, it's sure. I've played worse. Alright, I have some uh, thoughts. My thoughts I have, are I have some final thoughts. No, From times of national demise, <laughs> arise new apes like me, with in our leopard-staring eyes manifest <laughs> destiny. I'll lead you to a fluorescent utopia if you'll let me. Love me, worship me, obey me, but never pet me. You are spoiling next year's karaoke. Why are you doing this now? <laughs> my, my thoughts on this game is I expected, you know, the first time I did this podcast was... I don't know. How long has it been since the GameCube came out? Two years? So I think <laughs> the last time I did this podcast was like a month ago. And it was my first time. And it was, uh, what, Wonder Kitchen? The, the mayonnaise game. I thought this would be like that. I go click on things and I see like, oh, look, check it out. You know, um, you know, Chuck struck out. And, uh, you know, Linus read from the Bible and... You know, Spike went to the desert and felt really sad. But no, it, it, it's a video game. And that's just the biggest problem with this game. It might be it's a platformer and it's an adventure game and it, it's all this stuff. But the problem is it's a video game. It would be way better if it was just a comic. So I recommend you read the comic. I agree. And it's a good point. This is the closest thing that we've come to Matoko-chan No Wonder Kitchen since we played that. But it does not measure up. But... I would like to read a quote from the game, though. It goes like this. That weird dog gave me another flower that had been dropped. I I have some actual thoughts I formulated now. So yeah, I I'm I'm full on I'm I'm full full on with the camp of I thought this was going to be more of a, a gentle point and clicky kind of thing. Like when I first started playing it, it really seemed like just this nice whimsical thing with a little with, you know, you could jump, but the jumping felt less like an action thing and more like, you know, it's a it's a tool in your toolbox. And then by the end, you could drown, Snoopy could drown by falling into the water. But yeah, it's, I wanted this to be like Matoko-chan, No Wonder Kitchen. And instead, it's kind of like a, like a more punishing version of Crystal's Ponytail on the Genesis, a game that we definitely have covered and everyone knows. It is a good point, though. This is the first uh, way that we've been able to see Snoopy drown to death. Good lord, man. <laughs> I don't know. I've got quite the extensive collection of Snoopy Aerogerdo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do every year, Topa. You come in with your Tijuana Bibles, just flipping, flipping them around. You want to see uh, Snoopy drown to death? You want to see Snoopy get stepped on? Hopefully you think this is a universal desire. It is not. Log off. Stop being a channer. Read the read the Bible, also known as Nintendo Power. <laughs> a Nintendo fills me with power every day. Emerged as Curse one of the Sega. consequences of our powerful technological materialism. This has been accompanied by the rise of states sufficiently civilized so that women who inhabit them can walk the streets unaccompanied in safety. In safety. So, what I thought kind of know. interesting... Uh, but what I thought was kind of interesting about this game is that I feel like it's 
mechanically pretty competent. It does feel like a like a Nintendo game from just like pressing the buttons and things moving around. Um, and aesthetically, it's you know pretty gorgeous. It looks like Snoopy. We've talked about like the Yoshi's Island sort of look to it. It's just the the game design is just really kind of bad. Like the way those pieces are all put together is just not does not work with the mechanics and just is not enough. <laughs> I shouldn't have to manage the momentum of a jump through point and click. It's very bad. Right. So I'm. I did not play this game. I confess. And of course you didn't, Tulpa. Of course you didn't. <laughs> but such emancipation places a <sighs> places a dual role on the now more autonomous woman who is required to balance manifesting the potential of her individual spirit with the necessity of desire to bear and rear the next generation of mankind <laughs> to live with free women. And gain the advantages of their freedom and sophistication, (laughs) men must therefore bring their shadowed psychic identification with the divine mother and child into the light without losing their divine individuality in the process. Does this have to be Thanksgiving every year? Yes. Hey, kid, you want to see Snoopy drown to death? I didn't think one second before Um, would turn out to be the bad uncle. Jordan, Jordan Peterson is teaching us that birth control is very bad because it means ladies can just have have sex and not have babies. And that's a great burden. That is perhaps the greatest burden of all. Great. Your tulpa's affecting you too. The greatest burden so, uh... of all is... Oh, oh Tigers, Tigers, you have something to say? Some, something related to the podcast? <laughs> I was just gonna try. I was trying to find my way to a Hobbs joke, but the fact of the matter is, I'm breaking down. I'm breaking down, as I often do on these late night podcasts, despite the fact that it's actually earlier for me than many of the other people here. It's early in the evening for me, baby. Who wants to hear more stories about me crying in the Snoopy Museum in Tokyo? I can go all night. It's me. That is exactly me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, go for it. Yes, you could do that after the cast. This has been the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad podcast. I've been your guest host, Rudy. Uh, We're sorry, Kania. Um, If people need more of whatever this just was, goodbye, Topa. Hello, Topa. Um, Where can they find you? Shrug. I am Shrug. I don't have a voice, and I'm sorry for what I did to it trying to kind of sound like a Kermit. It didn't work at all, and I didn't care. I don't agree with all statements. The statements that I read that were by Jordan Peterson, I do not eat an all-meat diet, though maybe I should. I have serious butt problems. Uh, that's an update on my butt. I'm at Shrugopolis on Twitter. I'm Shrug on the forums. I'm on No Rangers Allowed Being a Dwarf, as far as I'm concerned, has no... But it's shrugged.io if you want to look at my uh, tabletop games that are not about butts unless you want them to be. Thank you. Thank, 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 thank. No, thank you. Tigris, the other host of this this nonsense project. Oh, I was supposed to be hosting? 
No, no, no. Of 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 Book of Mega Drive, I hear. Oh, right. I host a different podcast on this feed. Uh, I host the Book of Mega Drive podcast. It's like this podcast, but you know, a little less anarchic than this particular episode. Uh, we talk about Sega Genesis games and maybe other Sega games someday too. If for whatever reason you liked hearing me um, increasingly fall apart and get tireder and tireder and less incoherent and just contemplate reading Calvin and Hobbes more and more silently as this goes on, and also contemplate reading Peanuts, but one of those two comics is a tiger, so you know where I'm going. The one with the tiger, because it's good. And I also read it more. I'm sure, sorry, Bachelor, I read a lot of Calvin and Hobbes. Go to hell! <laughs> Peanuts is way better than Calvin and Hobbes. Thank you. Get real, Tulpa. <laughs> Calvin anyway. and Hobbes is basic. Get out of here. Don't make me actually angry. Okay. Um, I'm kidding. I, I, I like Calvin <laughs> and Hobbes just fine. But it's Peanuts a very good comic. Hey, close. Where can people find wait, you? Wait, wait, wait. I didn't say where no? you can find No? Yes? Me. Yes? What? <laughs> uh, you can find the Book of Mega Drive podcast and all of the Mega Drive goodness at Book of Mega Drive on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter as at Automatic Tigress. Um, you might want to do those things. I'm not sure why entirely after listening to this episode you'd want to do those things. Like from my particular contributions or lack thereof this time. Um, but trust me, it's good. You'll like it. It's fun. Um, please, please do that. Please, please listen to the podcast, which is on this podcast feed. What's a comic? It's like a, it's graphic, like a graphic, novel. graphic novel. It's a funny book. It's for kids. Books imagine, too. imagine Tulpa's Tijuana Bibles, but not not vulgar, not for parents. I don't really don't understand the point of this, but okay. Hey, so, uh, so I'm like, closed. You can find me. On Twitter uh, at False City, but I don't really use Twitter, so it might not be useful to do that. Uh, I'm one second before, and these days the only social media I use is selectbutton.net. Come join the forums. Um, also, yeah. Calvin Hobbes. Calvin Hobbes is just better, okay? It just is. I'm sorry. Like wait, that what's that? It's a bachelor. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that got cut off because I would have lost my shit. Calvin Hobbes is pretty good, though. Anyway, it's so my, good. Name's, my name's Bachelor. You can find me on Twitter at Batchersoft. You can find me at Batchersoft.com. You can find me on Instagram at Batchersoft. You can find me on the select button forums. At, you, I'm not going to tell you my name, but I will tell you the best thread in forum history as judged by various metrics that are not up to me is now public. And you can probably read it. And you can figure it out. You just go look up top ranked. Guess who wrote it? It's me. Um, in, you know, in my opinion, as a failed cartoonist, Peanuts is better than Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, Topa, just keep your keep yourself together for thirty seconds, and why don't you tell us all about yourself? It's a me, Topa. I'm here to tell you about how you should listen to No Rangers Allowed, where instead of uh, me being the obnoxious asshole who crashes the middle of the end of a podcast to derail everyone, I am the uh, helpless schlemiel uh trying to hurt a bunch of cats instead follow me on twitter as memorias tulpa peanuts is uh better than uh peanuts is better than calvin and Hobbes, and uh i like 
both Ernie Bushmiller's Nancy and the new Nancy, though. I do think uh, the whole uh, anonymity thing is a bit too cutesy. Nancy yeah, Nancy's I, fine. I was just, I have opinions. I'm not like at one least, of those creeps. At least we can all agree that Kathy's the best out of all of these. Uh, no, no, I'm pretty sure. Ack. Like, like it's just like an at sign. Anyways, I've been Rudy. I was I was the host of this nonsense. Um, I also host a actual video game podcast called Hinge Problems, as opposed to whatever we just inflicted on the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad uh, feed. Um, recently, there was an episode with Automatic Tigress where we talked about Shinmu, and if you want to play Shinmu and uh, think about it critically and not as a goofy, meme nonsense game, uh, you should listen to that because uh, we think it's very, a very, very good cast and it's a really good game. It's the Calvin and Hobbes of video games. Plus, uh, the game we covered today was a precursor to Shenmue, as we established. Sure. I'll believe that. Mamma mia! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mario! Why don't you come over to my place? After dark. Come on. And with all that said, (laughs) with all that said, (laughs) with all that said, (laughs) it's not. It's not Persona 4 the Golden. It's not Earthbound Zero. It's not Wonder Project J2. It's not Yossi's Island. It's not Frank Oz's in and out. I'm the Frank Oz of Slick Button, by the way. That's what I'm trying to establish here. It's not one of those pictures of those, like, decals that go on car windows of Calvin peeing that are totally not legal, except it's Trump peeing. And I had that idea of him like peeing on a UN logo like a year ago and then I started seeing the same thing but without like UN logos should have been rich it's not those wait I had one more it's (laughs) it's not the um, point and click foxtrot game by Sonic Team it's not Pac-Man 2 that's a really good one it's not Scunny has clinical depression wait I, I, I have to ask this question is a straw poll right at the end. Uh, what console would uh, bootleg Calvin pee on? You could say that after the cast. It's not Chuck Rock! <laughs> I don't know how the Peanuts theme goes. Please mute him, Tigress, please. Anyways, it's not Chuck Rock. Anyways, tell your barber, tell your accountant, tell your racist uncle. Don't tell your racist uncle. Don't want to get doxxed. Tell your uncle's racist.
<laughs> Tell the little red-haired girl. Tell, um... Whatever that girl Linus is creeping on in this game? Lydia. Lydia. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mail Lydia some flowers. Linus got some competition. Wait, hold on. I just remember how old all these characters are. Edit this out of the podcast. <laughs> uh, tell the kite-eating tree. Why didn't I save everyone a lot of headaches and just spend the entire thing going... Yeah, apply a filter so every single time I said something slightly problematic, I just sound like I'm Charlie Brown's teacher, okay? Yeah, just you act, censor you like all... I won't do that. Just do that for the entire podcast. Just I mean, censor every podcast. single thing I said with... That's how we should sign off. Let's just all do that at the same time. No! I'm the one that has to edit all this. Or it stopped. That's my Is he that called Linus and Schroeder? Or is it, wait, Lucy and Linus Schroeder? and Lucy. It's Linus, Linus and, Lucy. and Lucy. Okay, that's kind of weird because they don't really get along. And well, I don't know. No, they Lucy's do in love of in love of him, and Linus doesn't care. Or no, Schroeder doesn't. No, care. they're wait, what? siblings. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Linus wait, and Lucy sibling, are, Schroeder, yeah. are siblings, and so is uh, Rewind. I have shown that I don't know anything about this stupid comic strip for children's and adults <laughs> that people like. These boys come to me with tears in their eyes. Hi, Kami. Come on, let's do it. They say oh, do I, I actually need to do my Miss Piggy? And, and yeah, Kermit, do, I was... Please do it, you're probably way better at it than I am. Please. Oh, Kermit, I love you. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, me, 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 me. Oh, that is pretty good. <laughs> That's way That's better than mine. That's pretty good, yeah. The fact that I tweeted, uh, I tweeted a very bad photo of that Sukajan, and then so I'm now at uh, 28 likes for a tweet I'm not proud of. So great for me. Well, been there. The, the more I tweet, the fewer likes I get on all my art. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. So oh, I feel bitter. the same way. Every time I tweet, I get less and less likes until I hit a singularity where uh, people just start reporting my tweets because they're too funny. Everyone's oh. just jealous. The title of my autobiography is going to be 28 likes for a tweet I'm not proud of. <laughs> As always, thank you to Schnabubula for letting us use his incredible song playing Super Mario World while taking mushrooms for our theme song. Also, thanks to Bachelor for the amazing cover art that we have. Check him out at Bachelorsoft on Twitter. And thanks to you for listening.